return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. The Lord provides. Amen. Well, it's a beautiful night to gather with the saints and to worship Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm very excited about the Word of God. I'm, uh, we're changed by the Bible, and we're changed from glory to glory. We go from strength to strength and from victory to victory. So uh, in there, I think all we see is good news. Amen? Thank you, Lord. The message that I have tonight is the Lamb overcomes the dragon. Praise God. It's actually in the Bible. Praise God for the Lamb. So I'm excited to teach about the power that is in the blood of Jesus, that we want to honor the blood of Jesus. We want to magnify the blood of the Lamb. We reverence the blood that was shed for us, spotless, holy blood that has redeemed our lives from destruction. He's a miracle-working God. We overcome hell's dragon with a simple weapon from heaven's lamb. It's the blood of Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you for your blood. Blood is powerful. I think there's medical people in the house tonight. And you know that the Bible says that life is in the blood. We lose our blood, we lose all of our life. The life is in the blood. Moses said life is in the blood. Paul said God made all nations from one blood. It's amazing to stop and think about. All nations from one blood. God chose throughout the Bible deliverance deliverance from death and destruction that always came through sacrificial blood. We don't understand it with our heads, but in our hearts, we thank Jesus tonight for his blood. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We're all here tonight because we honor you, Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that you made. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus and that his blood is an appropriation for our sin. Jesus' blood satisfied the Father, and we thank you for that. Thank you for your blood, your cleansing blood, that the power of the blood is setting people free here tonight, that through your blood, that the stripes that you bore were healed in our bodies. Um, As I close in prayer here, let's thank Jesus tonight for miracles tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for miracles. You're the miracle worker. Thank you for performing miracles here tonight in this service for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. There's power, power, wonder-working power 
It's in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We're free in you, Jesus. We declare it. Praise you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the spotless lamb. We're in the presence of someone who is without flaw. There's no flaw in our God. You are holy. We adore you. We thank you. We can stand in your midst in the presence of a perfect, spotless being. You amaze us, Jesus. We are amazed by you. You astound us, Lord. Perfect one. No blemish. Everyone said amen. Let's start tonight with Revelation 12, verse 7. And I'm just going to go to verse 11. So uh, let's go ahead and read the Word of God and talk about the lamb overcomes the dragon, but God is so generous he passed that authority unto his believers, and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So I'll just go ahead and read off of here. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the... And the dragon fought against his... And they prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. Say, Amen. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast with him. That's why we're still in a spiritual battle. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation. You can read it with me. And strength, and the kingdom of God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accuse them before our God day and night. Read together. And they overcame him. And they love not their lives unto the death. So I decided to stop there a little bit short. So, um, but we are told that the saints, that's us, amen, Overcome him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb. So there's so, so much good news here. First of all, we overcome. By the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. Now, I'm so glad that it didn't say that I overcome by how much I read my Bible, how long I pray, how, how good I am today. No, it says we overcome, and there's going to be some rest that comes tonight to, to some of God's people. We overcome, it's by the blood. We present the blood of the Lamb. We hold forth the blood of the Lamb. And we're going to talk tonight about that phrase, pleading the blood. We plead the blood of Jesus. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Sin, temptation, sickness, disease, everything that comes from Satan is included in that. I think we can shout amen. It says everything is included in that. We overcome all of those things by the blood of the Lamb. The blood overcame him. When anything is overcome, it has no more power. 
the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and here's our part the word of our testimony are we agreeing with God are we saying what God says are we having a two-edged sword in my mouth to speak forth what God says and use the blood to come against what needs to be come against therefore by your testimony to what God has done coupled with your faith in the blood the overcoming is accomplished no matter what the enemy says discouragement temptation sickness anything else is overcome by the blood of the lamb now verse 12 or chapter 12 says that the enemy has been cast down so we know that that the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe in that there is an enemy we have an enemy um, let's look at 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3 and 4. He's been cast down. We're in a spiritual ba battle, but Jesus has totally equipped us for victory. In fact, in Corinthians, a uh, different verse in Corinthians, it says, he always causes us to triumph. Now, we can set our, our radar real high when Jesus is our spiritual yardstick. And, but he says we overcome all the time. And so he's made it possible for us to be equipped. We don't walk in the flesh. That's exhausting. We do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal or fleshly. But the weapons, referring back to the weapons, what are they? They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And is that verse 4 too? That's verse 4 too. So God has provided the blood of Jesus as a weapon for us to take authority. There might be strongholds in our life, but the Bible says that the person who is spiritual judges all things. In other words, it's like we gain this understanding. And we have the ability as spirit-filled believers, we house the Holy Spirit that we can compare spiritual things with spiritual things. So if we've been in a situation, I know I've done it both ways, where we're trying to change a situation, maybe we're trying to change a person, uh, maybe even change something in our own life, but we're trying in our own strength, in our own ability. How about tonight, if we just refresh ourselves and we present the blood that Jesus paid for us? Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law, whatever that curse may be. His shed blood broke the curse off of our lives. And he's provided, John 10.10 10 says, I've come that you might have and have it more abundantly. So fleshly efforts are horizontal. The direction's oriented towards people. Just always trying to fix this thing or fix that thing or take care of that thing. Supernatural efforts are vertical. We look up to God in the spiritual realm and we use his weapons. Praise you, Jesus. Tonight we're praising you for your blood. We are praising you, Jesus, for the power that is in the shed blood of Jesus. To think it includes our, the healing in our bodies, salvation for our souls, uh, peace in our minds. If we come to the same hard place again and again, the same clash, the same strife, trying to change, falling into the same sin, could it be that it's time to quit warring after the flesh? He talks about that right there, warring in the flesh. The, but our weapons are mighty 
praise you, Jesus. Praise you for your blood. We're not ignorant of the enemy's devices. Amen? Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and um, I'm going to... I'll skip that next scripture there. But we want to use faith and enter into the spirit realm and just apply the blood. I remember when I first got saved, and I know I'd heard, I heard uh, shall we say old timers, <laughs> say I plead the blood of Jesus. And I always liked it. But at first when I heard that, I didn't, I didn't really understand what that meant. And um, it's actually a legal term, the word, the plea. And those of you in those areas of law can understand this, that, that when we plead the blood, it is a legal term. And so um, let's go ahead and cover some scriptures that talk about what Jesus' blood has provided for us. Everything in redemption is attributed to Jesus' blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just wanted to take moments tonight to just acknowledge the glory of his blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your blood, your spotless blood. He's a spotless, holy lamb. He never sinned, never got upset. He died so that we could live. Okay, Ephesians 1 and verse 5 through 7. We have redemption. Now, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just apply the blood to that, are we? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that carries away all pain. Thank you, Jesus. Your touch makes us whole. Ephesians 1, 5 through 7. Having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, now pick it up right here, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us, say that, accepted in the beloved. Let me just say that right there. You're accepted in the beloved. Every one of us who've received Jesus, you are accepted. If you've been in a situation or through your life, you always feel you're on the outside looking in or that you are not accepted. God says you are accepted. And it's in a loved place, in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood. What, what do we have through his blood right here? We, and what else do we have? The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So I prophesy here tonight that tonight every one of us, because of the shed blood and because of the spotless lamb, you have redemption in your lives. You've been redeemed for his glory, and you have forgiveness of sins. And the person who is, is wise, who does not continually and habitually make a habit of sinning, but all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but we, we uh, reckon ourselves dead and alive under Christ, and we ask him every day, that we could live right and walk pleasing in his sight. We are brought near to God, and we have, again, reconciliation through the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 2 and verse 14, and I've got that right here. Um, let's see, Ephesians 2, and I'm going to start with 12. At that time, you were without Christ. Do you remember a time like that? 
how boring, <laughs> how empty, how sad, how lonely when we were without Christ. We were aliens and from the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers. Did we even know who we were? No, our identity is in Jesus. All of a sudden, we know who we are in Jesus. We were strangers from the covenant of the promise. We had no hope, the Bible says. Having no hope, we were without God in the world. And we certainly want to stand in the gap for people who are still in that condition. But now, say, but now, in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off, you are now made nigh, which means near, by the blood of Christ. So through the blood of Jesus, that precious blood that Jesus spilt for us, we are brought near to God. Colossians 1, verse 12 through 14. 12, and I'll start with 12. Giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14. In whom, actually it was, actually it was back there. In whom we have redemption, say it, through his blood. Let's say that again. Through his blood. One more time. Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. The shed blood of Jesus provides for us redemption. It provides for us reconciliation. And yes, verse 20, there's so much in one verse. In verse 20, the blood of Jesus provides peace and it unites us to God. Having, you can read it with me too. Having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So we have peace with God because of the blood of Jesus. And we have been united with God because of the blood of Jesus. I'm excited about Romans 3, verse 23 through 25. Through the blood of Jesus, every one of us have received mercy. Thank you, God. You're merciful. He is kind and merciful, even to those who, aren't, who don't belong to him. And we're instructed to live that way, too. Verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. Verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Now, I want to back up a little bit in verse 25. Whom God has set forth, it says, to be a propitiation. Do you know what that says in my Bible, in the margin? You'll love this, Deb. It's a mercy seat. 
God has set forth to be a mercy seat through his blood to declare righteousness, I think we can all walk a little taller in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Propitiation means mercy seat. It means that what Jesus did satisfied God. It turned the wrath away. And we don't serve an angry God. We serve a God who's satisfied. We serve a God who provides a mercy seat. And we serve a God who decided that we could be joined, that we, be, we could be connected with God who's perfect. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. We are justified and we are saved. Flip over a couple chapters, Romans 5, verse 8 and 9. For God commended his love toward in that we were, we were yet sinners. What happened? Thank you, Lord. But much more than being now justified by his blood. Say it. We are justified by his blood. Let's say it one more time. Justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through him. So through the blood of Jesus, we are justified and we are saved. It's all about the blood of Jesus. When we, when we understand the depth of his love, the purity that is in one who was sent from the Father, someone who's flawless, he is holy. Let's thank him right now again for his blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood that you can, you've appropriated it for us, that you've provided a mercy seat. I'm just uh, sensing in the spirit here that there is someone here that you're, you're uh, so mad at yourself. You are so upset with yourself. There's inner turmoil. And I want to release in the spirit, you want, I want to release through Jesus' love, mercy to you. Be at peace. Be at peace. Jesus has mercy for you. Um, be settled right now. Be settled right now in your, your, the deepest part of you, in your inner man. Be at peace. You're going to sense a, a, a settledness that wasn't there before because of God's mercy. Thank you, Lord. There's revelation knowledge happening right now about his blood. Uh, somebody here, the striving is coming to a halt. You're, you've been striving and even gone into a, like a, a mode of performance for your God. But could I see your hand? Is that someone here tonight? Performance. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, the Lord, the Lord says tonight, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let it. Allow it. And uh, there's a peace, there's a warmth for you. Be at peace. Uh, you don't, no one here, we don't have to perform for God. Um, I'm going to go back to that verse that I started with. We overcome by the blood. We overcome by the blood. Manny, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony. You're an overcomer. You can do all things. You are strong in the Lord. 
God's word says that, that you can discern between good and evil. And you have power from on high. You're made in God's image. And Manny, you're the head and not the tail. You're above, only not beneath. And the spirit of the living God has called you. And he has, there's a call of God on your life to be kind to, to the brokenhearted and um, to bring deliverance. That's another thing that Jesus' blood does. It delivers us. The blood delivers us from addictions. The blood saves us from ourselves. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to sense that in your innermost being, just um, like a settledness, a sense of well-being, a sense of wholeness. Father, through the blood of Jesus, we release shalom. Thank you, Lord. also want to address uh, people who are struggling in their thought life. You're, you're one who's exhausted. You're striving and... Um, peace be still to you tonight by the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus and through the power of Jesus' blood, we apply the blood to your mind. Peace be still. The Lord says he will order your footsteps aright. He says he will, he will give you instruction, line upon line, precept upon precept. Some of you here, and this is um, easy to understand, you're doing too much. And, but the Lord just says, just, um, it's like, scale back. Just scale some things back. And sit, sit with him. Sit with him. It'll, it's a new day. New season. There's a new day for you. Hebrews 9, 11. Through the blood of Jesus, we have eternal redemption and cleansing of conscience. Oh, that's neat. Conscience came right after the mind thing. Hebrews 9, verse 11. This is huge. Okay, I just kind of like to mix things up, but just will you stand up while I read this? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We'll just read these together. And uh, let's take it for our own as we read this. But Christ, coming an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, shouted out, but by his own blood, he entered in the office into the holy place, having claim it, obtained eternal redemption for us. Let's claim it. We claim eternal redemption for us. How long does it last? Is it gone tomorrow morning? Okay. He obtained eternal redemption for us. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the peering of the flesh. Verse 14. Shout it out. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit Offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We declare freedom from dead works. That word purge means that he cleans our conscience. 
Go ahead, be seated in his presence. Thank you, Lord. So through the spotless blood of Jesus, and did you notice there it said, by his own blood, it said, um, Christ, the eternal spirit. Let's just acknowledge him right now. Oh, you're an eternal spirit. Bring a rest, Lord, to your people. Therefore, there remains a rest to the people of God. The shed blood of Jesus purchased your peace. The shed blood of Jesus has redeemed you from dead works. The shed blood of Jesus, because he's a spotless lamb, has cleansed your conscience. That one who's been in turmoil, that one who's been racing in your thoughts or just frustrated with you, this says that that blood purges you or cleans your conscience and brings a peace. Thank you, Lord. Turn the page to 10, Hebrews 10, 19. The blood of Jesus gives us boldness to enter a holy place. I wonder who knows this Bible verse. Having therefore, brethren, shout it, to enter into the holiness, holiest, how do we do it? By the blood of Jesus. Amen. You know what I see there? I see someone coming up, and it's, an, it's another scripture out of Hebrews where it says, Therefore, I come boldly to the throne to make my requests known. Come boldly to the throne of grace for, your, for God, your, God's mercy, for your help in your time of need. But we can come boldly. That means that you can come because of the shed blood. God loves looking at you. God sees the cleansing. Oh, let me read something here to you. There's an there's a old uh, hymn. It's from Zechariah 13. Verse 1, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stain. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there have I, though vile as he, washed all my sins away. Are you feeling clean tonight? Are you feeling sanctified, washed in the blood of the lamb, redeemed, called by God, Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God are safe and sin no more. And it has two more um, beautiful verses. But uh, the story behind that hymn is pretty amazing. Just a, a frail man in the 1700s wrote that. But he got, he after years of struggling with, with uh, condemnation and not knowing his identity, not knowing that he could present himself before the Father because of the blood, not knowing that he could come boldly. He suffered a lifetime and suddenly in a jail, and um, he had a mental breakdown and you know, a lot of things he went through. But suddenly he had an encounter with God, and he knew there's a fountain filled with blood from Emmanuel's veins. And you know, his, Emmanuel's veins, 
He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. There's no sin in Jesus' blood. And his blood washes us. It cleanses us. It strips our bodies of disease. It takes fevers away. It takes hatred out of our hearts. It relieves us from condemnation. That dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power. Oh, Father, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your blood. He could have sinned, but he chose not to sin because of love. And because of that, he gave us power and access to come to the throne. Boldness. Did that verse say boldness? Let's read that through one more time. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. I'm sensing something here by the Spirit that I want to release into by God's Spirit through Jesus' blood. New identities being developed here tonight just to download from the Holy Spirit of identity of who we are in Christ Jesus that we know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Yes, we do our part. We turn from sin. We turn from anything that we know that would not please our Father. But having done that, now we can stand and we can know that we are accepted in the Beloved, that we can come to God through Jesus and through the blood, and we can apply the blood, and we can, we can fulfill the call that's on our life. I want to say that here tonight, that no devil in hell will keep you from the call of God on your life in Jesus' name, from your destiny, from your giftings that are within you. I call forth giftings. Come forth in Jesus' name and through the blood of Jesus. I bind every demon of intimidation. I break you off of our lives, and I command you to get away in Jesus' name and through the power of Jesus' blood. We declare ourselves free to be who Jesus has called us to be, to operate in the gifts. Let's, let's release the gifts of the Spirit in this body here tonight. Amen? All the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Holy One of Israel, we give you full reign to flow through us. We surrender to you because it is not, it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. And we break off any spirit of intimidation in Jesus' name. You are loosed. You are free. You are redeemed and you are purchased. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you're the head, not the tail. <laughs> Amen. God says everything you touch is prospering. There's healing ministries here, right here, right here, right now. There's healing ministries. Come forth. I see, I see um, people. I don't see faces, but I just see activity. I see movement of you going forth and laying hands on sick people. Someone here who's been afraid to pray for sick people because you thought, well, what if they aren't healed? I see activity. I see you going forth and praying for sick people because you know that it is the blood, the blood of Jesus 
that has provided this healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for miracles. You're a miracle-working God. Savior. Oh, the blood of Jesus washes us whiter than snow. Holy Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 18. This is another like, oh, wow, verse 1 Peter 1 and 19. Um, I'll start with 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vein or your former lifestyle, um, but you that you received from the tradition of your fathers. But, verse 19, you are redeemed, read it with me, with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. I just can't get over him tonight. And thinking about his blood, what his blood does for us. Now, I want to tell you what that word redeem means. It's, you know, from a Greek word. But it, it says there, it says, you have been redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. That's a word in the Greek, agorazo, say. But it means to purchase in the marketplace. How Jesus paid the redemption price of his blood which was sufficient to purchase everyone sold under sin. Isn't that amazing? Redeemed. You just think of going to the marketplace. But that blood, that redemption price, was sufficient to purchase everyone sold under sin. Everyone, every tongue, every nation, every tribe. God so loved the world. Of course, we know of 1 John 1, 7. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're washed in the blood. Revelation uh, 1, 5. Well, let's, let's look at Revelation 1, 5. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We honor your blood, Jesus. You shed your blood for us. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. You are washed. You are sanctified. You are redeemed. You have value. You're not messed up. You're not a loser. You're not missing it or blowing it. The blood of Jesus 
has been applied. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus, and we apply it to every area of our life, in our spirit, in our soul, in our bodies. Revelation 5, 9. Thank you, Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood flowing from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners, flow, sinners stand beneath that flow. We, we've lost our guilty stain. That's why you can be effective for God. You can rise up into that call. You can be that new man. You're a new, you're a new person in Christ. We have a new bloodline. We have a new daddy. We have a new father. We have a new family. We have a new life. Uh, Corinthians says that, therefore, um, it's the one about the new man. I'm a new creation. Yeah, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new woman. <laughs> Old things are passed away. I've been born again. Revelation 1, uh, 5, 9, did I say? Okay, 5, 9. And they sang a new song. You want to sing a new song tonight? Amen. Let's say it. Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Shout out some things you like at that verse. All right. New song. Every kindred. Say it. Every language. Shout some more. Redeemed. To God. Selah. By the blood. Thou art worthy. Jesus. Sensing something else here in the spirit. There's a new song in the house. Thank you, Lord. We're singing a new song. You're worthy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You were slain. You were slain. We're redeemed. Thank you for your blood. No wonder, no wonder the Bible says he always causes us to triumph. That price, look at the price. Wow, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Now let's do our part by the word of our testimony. I confess, I struggled with that once this week. But my husband reminded me of God's word. Thank you, David. Iron sharpens iron. And we, we uh, Hebrews says that we provoke one another. And to provoke... I think I provoked someone earlier today about, you know, just coming to church. But provoke, actually, there's some, a sense of irritation with it. It's really cold out. I didn't even know if I wanted to come to church. Uh-oh. But when you get a word from God, 
It's like a fire that burns in my bones. I thank all of you for coming out. God bless you for coming out. So we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So yes, we do our part. Yes, we meet with God. Yes, we turn from sin. Yes, we pray. Yes, we sing. Yes, we worship. But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his power, he has saved us. He has washed us. He has cleansed us. And we can stand before him and we can come boldly to that throne with God's mercy, great help in time of need. And um, here, let me just, I, I think it would be so neat if, like, anyone who knows a lot about law, about this phrase, pleading, pleading our case, pleading the blood... <laughs> I bet we could get some real um, insight into that phrase. But since the fall of man, a great courtroom procedure ensued. Selah. God is the judge. Jesus is our advocate. And Satan is the accuser. Oh, I've given him too much time. <laughs> too much ear time. In a courtroom, we have a witness. Is that correct? Mrs. Fauci, amen? In a courtroom, we have a witness. A witness speaks. Please turn to 1 John 5, verse 8. <clears throat> this verse says, and we're wrapping it up here, but this verse says that a, witness, that, that a witness speaks and that Jesus' blood is a witness. The blood of Jesus speaks for you. There are three witnesses on the earth, say it, the spirit, the water, and these three agree. Does that surprise us? The blood is a witness. There are three witnesses. The blood is a witness. Jesus' blood speaks. I tell you, when we come to the Father... Father, I come into your presence in the name of Jesus and through his spotless blood. You have a direct audience with God, direct access into his throne, into, as we've read, the Holy of Holies, to make your requests known, to get things straightened out, to petition. So, the blood is a witness, and Hebrews 12, 24 says, also says that the blood speaks. Now, as we're wrapping things up here tonight, <clears throat> this blood of Jesus speaks over disease. We apply the blood. The old timers, from what I've read and what I understand, they used to, they'd hold the blood, so to speak, in the spirit. They'd, they'd, they'd hang on to it, and they would... Um, they would, they would not let go until they saw their answer come, whether it be they were praying for someone who was sick or someone who was uh, off doing their own thing or whether it was a financial situation. They got in a position where they used the term that they would hold on to the blood and they would stay in that position before the Father and hold the blood and plead the blood or apply the blood of Jesus. And, and before God, this... This is a witness who speaks. Hebrews 12, 24, 
says that Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling. And what does it say about this blood? It says, this blood speaks better things than that of Abel. <laughs> Amen. Are you glad we're in the new? Amen. Thank you, Lord. So in this courtroom, um, we, we have the blood of Jesus that is speaking for us. Just one second. I'm looking for something here. And um, what does it mean to plead the blood? Our weapon is the blood. Pleading, pleading in itself has nothing to do with begging or mechanical repetition of empty words. In the Greek, it means to strive or contend, contend or it means to conduct a legal case. So when we say, I plead the blood of Jesus, it is actually a legal term that we present before the Father. And I was so happy to find this out um, as a brand new Christian. Let me just read just a little bit here about this particular position of being in the courtroom. When we say we're in this, let's see, where do I want to start? Um, the word plead is a legal term. I just knew that Mrs. Bocce would appreciate this part of the sermon. Okay, I'll quit. I'll quit it. When you're standing in court as a defendant in a legal case, the judge says, what's your plea, guilty or not guilty? In the world's court systems, there are two choices. But in the high court of heaven, you can declare, according to the word, I plead the blood. The Bible says the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Daily, he has his finger pointed at you, trying to accuse you of something, trying to get the best at you or your family. But when the accuser stands before the judge of heaven and says, this person is guilty, you can say, no, I'm not guilty. You cannot harm me. This is not mine to take because I'm not standing on my own righteousness. I am standing on the shed blood of Jesus. He paid the price for me. Therefore, I receive his righteousness. I receive his wholeness. I receive his help. I receive provision to spread the gospel. I receive his well-being. That's what you're saying when you say, I plead the blood. Should we say that together? I plead the blood of Jesus. You're saying, I am innocent by the blood of Jesus. And devil, you can't touch me. When you plead, the blood is your defense. It doesn't matter if you're guilty or not. The devil has to pass over. Do you know in the Old Testament when the blood was on the doorpost and it said, pass over that house. Amen? One word, of, one word of reminder. We can't just know about the power of the blood. The New Testament says, declare it with the words of your mouth by the word of our testimony. Matthew 12, 37. By your words, and here we go in the courtroom again, by your words you will be justified and acquitted. By your words you will be condemned or sentenced. When you plead the blood of Jesus, you are acquitted instead of condemned. But if you start saying the things the devil wants you to say, you're going to defeat yourself with your own words. So we see that pleading the blood of Jesus, let's say that again, I plead the blood of Jesus is a powerful phrase that lines up with Scripture. It's not just empty religious words or a Pentecostal term. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand up together. I was looking for one more thing, but anyway, I think you got the message. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, here it is. I just want to declare and proclaim the blood of Jesus and plead the blood over anything in your life. Um, the sound booth, could you put on that song, please? Oh, the blood. When I think of the cross. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. This is a uh, little tiny portion out of John Osteen's book. He's gone to be with the Lord. But it says, the blood of, in the blood of Jesus, you have victory. After you become a covenant person, Revelation 12, 11 says, you overcome the devil. You overcome by the blood of the lamb. You overcome by the word of your testimony. And thirdly, you love not your life. We, just, we make a decision to live for Jesus. You don't overcome Satan by your own tenacity. You don't overcome Satan by your own works. You don't overcome him by your holiness or righteousness. You don't overcome him by your mental agility. You overcome the devil by the blood of Jesus Christ. Just present that blood to Satan and say, See the blood, devil? The one who shed this blood crushed your head and took your power. Jesus is my Lord. Yes, the blood of Jesus Christ speaks to you today. The blood of Jesus has a voice. The blood of Jesus is a witness. The blood of Jesus cries out. And I'm going to declare this over all of our lives tonight. You are justified. You are redeemed. You have peace. You are God's property. You have eternal salvation. You are clean. You are washed. And you have victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now just begin to apply the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your blood. Father, we apply the blood of Jesus to any area of our life, any area of our life where we need healing, wholeness, peace, and freedom, prosperity. Thank you, Lord. You shed your blood for us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You might wonder, can I remember how to say that? But all you have to say is, Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and he does the work. He does the rest. I have a prayer typed out about the blood of Jesus. If someone wants a copy of it, I know some of you like to have a copy of that, but um, I don't know. I just feel like having my husband come up. And would you close us with this prayer here. And so maybe this is something God wants because there's such power when you agree together. Every one of you can find one more person to agree with. A two shall agree is touching. So, so yeah, even tonight as we close in prayer, um, find someone, stand with someone. Jesus always sent someone out. 
set him out in twos. And so, yeah, let's go ahead and close with this prayer. Father, I come in the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus over our lives and on all that belongs to us and on all over which you have made us a steward. I plead the blood of Jesus on the portals of our minds, on our bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit, our emotions and our will. I believe that we are protected by the blood of the Lamb that gives us access to the Holy of Holies. We plead the blood over and on our children, our grandchildren, and their children, and all, and all those whom you have given us in this life. Lord, you have said that the life of the flesh is in the blood, so thank you for this blood that has cleansed us from sin and sealed the new covenant of which we are partakers in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So let's thank God for this victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good word. Good word. Good word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, just as we close here, just ask, you ask your neighbor, is there anything we can pray for, right? Just, at, just turn to someone just say, is there anything we can pray for? And just close in prayer, right? And just, just put on the music there again, Jordan, all right? Uh, that song again. Just, just play that song again, All the Blood. And uh, uh, just, so just ask your neighbor, right? Anything you can pray for, right? Turn to somebody say, anything you can pray for? Any needs you have tonight? And as you pray, God will do the work. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. As I think on the cross and the price. Our God is an awesome God. He raised from heaven above. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692 4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.